Hi, and welcome to the Lil Changes podcast. I'm Emily Burns, and I am here to share advice and insight about personal growth to hopefully help you live a happier and more fulfilling life. Today, I want to talk about um, why you might, well, I want to talk about change and how to change and why you might be having trouble changing. And I realize that's like a very broad um, term, but specifically, I mean, if there's something that you would like to work on, like maybe it's complaining less and being a more positive person, or you want to be less stressed out by getting extra responsibility at work, or I don't know, just little things about ourselves um, that we, you know, ideally accept, but what it like to improve upon. So um, one of the reasons, possibly the biggest reason I think that people have trouble changing is they expect to be able to do it so quickly. Um, I think we have, like, for some reason, we have the expectation that we have so much control over our mind and we really don't. Um, for example, just think of the whole pink elephant thing um, where it's like, you know, if you don't want to, if somebody says, don't think about pink elephants, your brain's just like, well, here's a million pictures of pink elephants. Um, so yeah, no, we don't have total control over our brain. And I don't mean to say that in a pessimistic way, because we certainly there are all kinds of things we can do to improve upon that. And you just have to train your brain the same way you would train your body. And I think that, yeah, we're all like in love with this idea of overnight transformation. Um, and just maybe like having a low point, like you had such a shitty day at work or like, you didn't get invited to a party and you're like, I'm sick of being the negative one. I'm going to change and everybody's going to like me. And then, so, you know, you go in and start acting like a different person, but it feels weird and then it doesn't stick and so on and so forth. Um, I think that we need to think about changing our brains the same way that we think about changing our bodies, which is to say um, training it, consistently. And it's often like, especially training the brain, like, I was going to say unsexy, but I guess like, I don't know, I always feel pretty cool when I'm actually working out properly at the gym, even though I know no one's looking at me. But um, yeah, really, the kinds of things that bring about, at least in my experience that have brought about real change for me. It's been like, the 10 minute practices I do every morning, like writing down gratitudes and affirmations or meditating or the things that it's like, Oh no, that couldn't possibly like add up over time, but it does. Um, and like I said, like we expect our, we expect to have so much control over our brains that like we try to change and it doesn't happen. And then we beat ourselves up and get disappointed and discouraged. And that 
um, kind of keeps us from wanting to try again for a while. And it, like, I think a lot of people go through that cycle. I've done it before. I've seen friends of mine do it. Um, and so basically you wouldn't expect yourself to go to the gym and be able to do the splits if you, I guess you wouldn't have to go to the gym just to do the splits, um, but you wouldn't expect yourself, you wouldn't expect your body to be able to do the splits if you hadn't been stretching every day for like long, for, for a while. I don't really know how long it takes to go from average flexibility to that kind of flexibility, but you get the point. Um, we expect our brain to be able to do that. And then when it's like, oh, this is really fucking weird and uncomfortable and awful and it feels unnatural and it feels like I'm a fraud and I'm lying to everyone. Um, yeah, that's that's probably why. Because you haven't actually changed. And there is something to the whole fake it till you make it thing. But that's really just like a way that I don't think is like the actual change. I think that's a form of training. So it's like, when, if you do decide to go that route, um, just don't beat yourself up when you do revert back to old behaviors. Like if you go in to work and you're all like chipper and cheery and then like some annoying thing happens and you start talking shit, don't be surprised and don't be like, oh, fuck, like I'm, I can't change. It's like, no, this is just unfamiliar for you. Um, so I want to advocate a little bit more, like I mentioned, the, um, the morning practices like meditation, like gratitudes or affirmations and like the stuff that's so painfully dorky um sometimes <laughs> like it's i at this point i don't care anymore i used to be kind of embarrassed or like weird about writing gratitudes in the morning in front of my roommates but whatever um especially because a lot of the time like because i do them every day i will often just like write down things that I actually am grateful for, but they're like, I'm grateful for this oatmeal I have. Um, I'm grateful for oatmeal in general. It's such an easy, healthy breakfast. And um, you get the point. So um, lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So another thing that I think can really help is recognizing that you are not your brain. Um, your brain is a tool in your head. Um, it is a very advanced, complicated tool and it does all kinds of amazing things for you, but it can also do like some really shitty things. Like, you know, when, sometimes it's really great when your brain does thinking, <laughs> does thinking. Um, and sometimes it really fucking sucks when you want to stop thinking and your brain is just running whatever quote unquote program. Um, but 
I really like to think about it. Like when my brain is doing something that I don't like, just thinking about it more like a headache. Like this isn't something I can necessarily control. Um, I'm going to wait it out. And that's what they talk about with like meditation and anxious thoughts and things like you just kind of have to sit with them and not make it this big dramatic thing. Like, yes, it sucks, but um, it'll pass. So when we stop like making it this big, awful, dramatic story when our brain does something we don't like, um, and when we stop making that mean something about ourselves, I think that helps um, sort of curb the discouragement that we feel that often leads us to completely abandoning our um, self-improvement or personal development journey and practices. Um, yeah, just like, like I said, think of Think of it like a headache or like, you know, if you were going for a run and your knee started hurting, you wouldn't be like, oh God, I'm such a like loser. My knee hurts. I can't, but this is just who I am. I'm this person with a hurting knee and this is my identity. And I'm just like, no, you'd be like, man, my knee hurts. I'm going to go home and ice it and take some ibuprofen. So when your brain starts doing that shit, I think kind of taking the same approach, obviously if it's gets to the point where it's really interfering with your life, then seek counseling. Um, but for just like the little day-to-day stuff, cut yourself some slack and cut your brain some slack and uh, just take the drama out. And um, oh yeah, also, so if you do hopefully commit to um, some sort of daily practice do not do the brain equivalent of like, you know, checking every morning for abs when when you start working out again, if it's been a while, like, it's just going to be frustrating. It'll happen. It'll take time. And when you like, kind of are checking and checking and checking for change every day, um, and you don't see it, that can be discouraging. Um, So don't, I don't even know how you would go about like checking to see if your affirmations or gratitudes are working. But for me, the times that I've really noticed it, um, it's, it's almost always when I meditate and it'll be, or like when I've been meditating consistently and I'm late for work and stuck in traffic or some, you know, cliche, uh, stressful situation. And I'm just sort of like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to like shoot my boss a text and keep listening to this podcast. Whereas there have been times where I'm like, maybe not even going to be late. There's just a possibility And someone in front of me is driving kind of slow. And I'm just like, "Ah!" Um, losing it. Um, And I think with an exercise like gratitude, like that one particularly has been shown to um, affect, affect your reticular activating system. 
which is basically, um, it's kind of like the filter that your brain uses to process all of the information that is coming into it. So you can sort of set your filters. So everything is maybe coming in as this nice, like rosy light. And you're sort of just like noticing the nice things or, you know, if you don't have any practices like gratitude, I think human beings, no, I think, I know I've read several times, like human beings are naturally, um, just predisposed to look for like bad things and negative things because it's a survival mechanism. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you start a practice like gratitudes, it actually changes over time with consistency, the filter your brain uses. So then say you're on an airplane and there's like some little kids behind you being annoying uh, or what some people would perceive as annoying, just kind of like laughing or crying or being loud. Um, your brain might, if you train it over time to look for the great things, like you'll be too busy looking at like all the free movies you get to watch or like, oh man, the flight attendant actually gave me two of those Biscoff cookies. And <laughs> isn't that amazing? What a great flight this is going to be. Um, and we all know people like that. And we wonder like how they're like that. And they may or may not be like gratitude writers or like have practices like that. They might just, it might be something they sort of learned. I think we often learn a lot of behaviors from our parents and then go on to model them and then like just sort of blame our, just say like, this is my personality. I'm just a negative person and they're a positive person. They're great. I suck, but that's not true. And you can change yourself to be, I mean, the most positive version of yourself. Cause I don't want to say to be like them, like you're always going to be you, but you can be this really like happier, more peaceful, more positive version of yourself. Um, if you're willing to put in the work a little bit and not beat yourself up when you don't do it perfectly and not, um, like make it a big deal also when you fall off the wagon with your practices for like a week and make it like then just start doing it again remove the drama uh, it's not necessary um i'll probably say that about a thousand times throughout this podcast um remove the drama because like Anytime, pretty much any time I hear someone say, like, I hate drama, I like, I don't want drama, blah, blah, blah. That's just like such a red flag. Um, so maybe I just like, I don't know, maybe that's not good because I'm sitting here saying, like, remove the drama, remove the drama. Um, so maybe I too love drama. Um, it's something I am willing to consider. <laughs> but yeah, I think 
I, I essentially, when I say that, I mostly mean like, don't beat yourself up um, and don't make it mean this story about yourself that you can't follow through. Cause that's not true. You're just a person who is on a journey who took a week off and is now going to get back into it, even though writing gratitudes is boring and tedious. And, um, oh, and also, well, I guess maybe I'll, I'll include some resources in the show notes. Um, cause I'm giving like these little advice, bits of advice and tidbits and whatever, but I will link some just guided meditations on YouTube. There's one I love by um, Yonge Mingyur Rinpoche. I think I'm saying that right. Um, but when I very, when I first started getting into meditation, that would like, and didn't want to spend money on Headspace or whatever. Although Headspace does have 10 free days that you can keep using like over and over or 10 free lessons that you can use for indefinitely. Um, but yeah, I will put the meditation there. I think the, um, the YouTube one that I mentioned is about 14 minutes long. And then if you get the Headspace app and just do the free version, there are 10 different ones that are like 10 minutes. So I'll link that. Um, I will put a link for the magic. Um, that might turn some people off because that's like, as well as positivity, that's very like law of attraction and woo woo. <laughs> um, and maybe I'll get into some more of that stuff later on the podcast. But I know like two years ago when I was first beginning my personal development journey, I was like, oh, yeah, that's for insane people. Um, now I'm kind of just like, I'm open to it. Um, what else? I think that is pretty much all I have to say on the topic. I'm speaking right now to fill the sounds while I glance over my notes. Um, yeah. Okay. I think I pretty much covered everything I want to say, but um, don't expect your brain to change overnight. Expect it to change, like it is very possible, um, but it takes time and consistency. Just like if you have little scrawny arms, you can't go to the gym and do a thousand push-ups and then be jacked when you leave. Like you'll just have very hurt arms. Actually, I think that might be like physically impossible anyway. Um, but yeah. Give yourself grace. Understand that it's a slow process. Let go of the overnight transformation fallacy. And um, uh, I don't know. Uh, like and or not like and subscribe. This is I watch so many YouTube videos. Um, but oh, do subscribe uh, to this podcast if you don't hate it. Uh, <laughs> And feel free to leave a review. And I hope you have a really great rest of your day. And thank you for listening. Okay, bye.